Greetings in the name of Jesus. I appreciate your tuning in to this podcast as we give to you week six in our discipleship training at the Living Hope Christian Fellowship of Cyprus. We are following the new topic now, Believing in Christ. Our first was Belonging to Christ, where it talks about a person receiving Christ and establishing his faith in Christ. Now, we are going to talk about six lessons on the, how it is to be believing in Christ. And so our first topic here now is new concern. Now, if you are interested to get the, out, the actual guide on the lessons that we are doing, you can request and uh, call me. Pastor Pada, or at 714-761-9287 and say you're interested. And so what we will do, we'll send you the lessons up to date. And if you have not received the previous, we'll give you the previous lessons. And then every two weeks, we will mail to you after that Sunday. Or maybe I changed my mind. We could send it to you. The week before, so as the sermon is being given, you can follow in the outline. What is this purpose of this giving these lessons? These are discipleship lessons. That as we explain this to you and share this with you, you can share it to somebody whom the Lord will lay upon your heart to be a disciple. So our topic for today called week, the week six is new concern. And the text is found in John chapter 17, verses 11 to 20. And we will have six topics from this passage. Now I'm going to read from the Bible. And now I am no more in the world. By the way, this is written at the record, um, summary of the words of Jesus at the Last Supper. And he is... Pray now for the disciples that are gathered with him, only twelve of them, not more than twelve. Judas was also there. And uh, so Jesus is leading in prayer. I'll repeat. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep to thine own name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hated them, because they are not of this world even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them to thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so I have also sent them to the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified to the truth. Neither pray I for this alone, but for them which are, shall believe on me 
through the word. May God bless the reading of his word. So, as we have just said, we are now on the topic, new concern, six points of interest and concern that Jesus is sharing. There are many more reasons or concerns that we should be praying for, even here in John 17, but we're just choosing six. Now I'd like to focus yourself, focus you on verse 11. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep to thy own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. So the closing line here in verse 11 is that they may be one. The point is unity. Why? Every Christian is a part of the body of Christ. Jesus is the head of the church. And no matter what nationality, what culture, what place, location in the world today, or even what denomination of a church provided, Jesus Christ is in your heart. We are one body. But we have to be united. The arm cannot say, I'm not part of the body. The eyes cannot say, I'm not part of the body. Or the ears cannot say, I'm not part of the body. The legs should not say, I'm not part of the body. No, we are one. We may be different functions or different emphasis, but Christ is the head of the church, and we are part of that one body. Praise the Lord. And that is we are to keep that unity. Now, how do we keep that unity? Recognize that we are one body in Christ. And when we worship with them, together to worship Jesus Christ, let us be in unity. Especially, we will have the distinction when, when we have conferences before and from all over the world. And we sing the same hymn, but we sing it in different languages. I do not understand the language that the person beside me is singing, but we know the message of the song. It's worship to Jesus. We are one. We can smile at each other and just feel one. Praise the Lord. We can overcome that racial prejudice and be one with one another in the body of Christ. Now we go to verse 13. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak to the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. What is the difference between joy and happiness? Happiness is based on circumstances. You have a lot of money. You're very popular. You're successful in your business. You know, the bright things of life, that's happiness. But joy is inner. It is in the heart. It is something that there is satisfaction, there is security. And even though in the most uh, difficult circumstances. Just I saw my dad and my mom. The doctor said, you have just one hour more to live. There is that joy in their heart. Why? Because of Jesus Christ. They know they're going home. Praise the Lord. There, my mom has been praying, Lord, just take me home. I want to be with daddy. My daddy, my father passed away ahead of my mom about a year. And that one year, my mom would be sitting up from the bed and just say, Lord, Lord, take me home. 
I want to be there worshiping you with Daddy. The joy. And even to rejoice that although we were born sinners, condemned because we are sinners, but because of Jesus Christ, we have that joy, that peace, that passes all understanding. We may have a problem, and we cannot solve it as it were on our own. We do not have the solution. The Word of God says in Philippians 4.6, Be careful and do not be anxious about anything, but everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passeth all understanding will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. When you have that peace, you have that inner joy. You know, things will be solved. Jesus will handle it. And there is that peace and that joy. As a child, we come out with this acrostic. Joy is J-O-Y. And somebody broke it down. J is for Jesus. O is for others. Y is for yourself. And so when we pray, we pray for the glory of Jesus first. His will be done. And casting all our care upon Him. Secondly, Others, we are aware of the problems others face, especially this pandemic. Many are sick, many are grieving, their relatives might have passed away, or many are in the hospital with the COVID-19, or some have lost their job, or their business has closed down. We can pray for them. Many others around us who are suffering. And then lastly, don't forget, we can pray for ourselves. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. So we can pray for ourselves, but mostly times, if we don't apply this concern, we only pray for ourselves. Not for the joy of Jesus, for the glory of Jesus, or his will be done. Or even sometimes we forget to pray for the needs of others. We are aware they're sick, or they lost their job, or they're suffering. We don't even pray for them. We forget them. Take them for granted. No. That is another area that we have to be praying for in our prayer concerns. Now we go to verse 15. I pray that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil one. Here Jesus is praying that he will keep them from the evil one. The evil one is Satan, so we have to trust in Jesus. Greater is he who is in the world than he who is in the world. Praise the Lord. And we will see that the Lord will carry us through. He is able to keep us from the evil one. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I may not sin against thee. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness after 40 days and 40 nights of prayer and fasting, Satan knew Jesus had that weakness in the flesh, hungry. And he said, If you be the Son of God, Turn these stones into bread. Did Jesus argue with him? No. He just quoted the verse, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So if we have God's word, in the parable in Luke and in Matthew chapter 7, where it talks about there was a man who built his house upon the sand. When the rains came and the floods rose, the house was wiped down. The other one built his house upon the rock. The rains came and the floods rose, but his 
house was firm. Why? Why did Jesus give this illustration? Jesus said, He who hears my word and listens to it and applies it, he is a wise man. But he who hears my word and ignores it and doesn't apply it, he is a foolish man. So thank God we can overcome the evil one by having Jesus as our foundation. He is the word that became flesh. And now in verse 17, it reads, Sanctify them to the truth. Thy word is truth. Not only does the word give us resistance and power against temptation with devil, we can be sanctified or set aside, cleansed, purified, and made holy. Oh, thank you, Lord. Again, we repeat that verse. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I may not sin against thee. When we cherish God's word, then we have the fear and respect of God. And so when temptation comes, the word of God says, no, no, no. And then we can say no. And we will not have to yield. But if like Adam and Eve, they listened to Satan through the serpent, and they were tempted, if you eat of this fruit, you will be like God's. You'll be able to understand and discern between good and evil. Ah, I can be like God. I can discern between good and evil. Well, the first part was good. You'll discern what is good. But then, you'll also know evil. Before Adam and Eve ate of the fruit, they only knew good. But after they ate of the fruit, they knew both good and evil. And that is where the problem is. If we do not choose alone to obey the word of God, avoid playing with temptation, the things of this world, we'll be separate, we'll be sanctified. Hallelujah. Verse 17 is that strong phrase that we'd like to take. And then verse 19, And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified to the word truth. I consulted about seven or eight translations. They all use the word sanctified. But the RSV used one word, consecrated. And from the Greek, that's exactly what is brought out. Another depth, not just purification, not the holy life, but dedicated, committed to God through Jesus Christ. Are you committed to God and Jesus Christ? That even at the point of death, you will choose rather to die with Christ, rather than live with the world. The Word of God says in the book of Revelation, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Why be faithful to death? Faithful to Jesus. Consecrated to Jesus. Maybe because of your faith in Christ, you might not get a promotion. Because of your faith in Jesus Christ, your companions, co-workers will laugh at you. Don't care. But for Jesus Christ's sake, you will go all the way. Trust in Him, dedicated. And even your boyfriend, your girlfriend. When that boyfriend, girlfriend knows that you have, you prefer to follow Christ and not walk with Him or with her in the world and say, no, I cannot continue with you. You would prefer to Follow Christ all the way, even though your heart may be broken, and not be able to gain the person you've been trying to win to become your life partner. 
That is not God's will. So what's the point? Be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. Do not be unequally, unequally yoked with the world. Treasures, pleasures, power. No. Be consecrated to Jesus Christ. And finally, verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through thy word. Now here is a very powerful verse. Jesus is praying for us. That through us, others may believe in the word. The word is Jesus. Jesus in our lives. Jesus manifested the way we talk. Jesus in the way, Jesus manifested in the way we deal with others. Our testimony is very important. So it should be by the word of God in our life and in our lips. They will know Jesus Christ and will become the channel of blessing to them that they may believe. It is sad to hear that some people have stumbled. They would have been Christians, but some Christians just utterly failed them. There was compromise. There was lies. There was thing that they knew was not right if a person follows God. And uh, they lose their faith in Jesus Christ. But because a person just lives consistently the life and power of Jesus Christ, and even no matter what the crisis is, they have the joy, they have the peace, then they ask, how is it that you have the joy and the peace in the pandemic, in this crisis? Then maybe you can just say quietly, because of my faith in Jesus Christ. He will carry me through. And they will say, how can I have that peace? How can I have that joy? The Word is manifested in our lives. So, if we pray for Jesus' name to be glorified and exalted, and we pray for the needs of others, do that, not only for yourselves. Praying for ourselves should be the last because we cannot forget ourselves. But it's easy to forget, the, to forget the glory of God, the honor of God, and even the needs of others. Let us be prayerful in these areas. Now this was demonstrated in the prayer of Jesus called the Lord's Prayer. The other one, the Our Father who art in heaven, is the disciples' prayer. Because they asked Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray. And Jesus said, After this manner, pray ye, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So that is the disciples' prayer. This in John 17 is the Lord's prayer, his own personal prayer. Not before a large crowd to bring healing, but with his disciples gathered there in the Last Supper, pouring his heart to God the Father in behalf of the twelve. Praise God. We too can have these prayer concerns as we live the life of prayer. Prayer is the life air of the Christian. When we pray, we are breathing in the holy air of God because prayer is communing, talking, and fellowshipping with God. What a wonderful experience because we belong To Jesus Christ. We are children of God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, and God bless you this year 2021. Amen.